welcome to Holding Fast Again as your anchor grounded in the promises of the Word of God. It's so wonderful to be able to come to Scripture and to be able to find that stabilizing influence. And I hope you've had opportunity today to do exactly that, to be able to meditate on the Word of God. Perhaps you are running short of time today and you're in a rush to get out or to do some things you need to do. Please let me encourage you not to neglect that quiet time, that devotional time with the Lord. Talk to Him. Pray with Him. Share with Him your praises and your requests and uh, he's, his ear is always turned towards your prayer. We continue to explore the topic of happiness this week, and I noted for you yesterday, at least at the beginning, that this is an opportunity for me to point out three specific things that the Bible says clearly not to do. In fact, when it comes to your happiness, these are three killers, things that will strangle the happiness right out of you. And that the quicker we learn to avoid this, or at least to recover from them, because is the reality is that they're so subtle that oftentimes they creep up on you and you're not aware of it. Then you find yourself in the middle of these things and you find that it has literally sucked the joy, the happiness, and the contentment right out of your life because it's, they're so caustic and corrosive to you spiritually. So I took the opportunity to point out that these are subtle, nuanced uh, issues and struggles that not one of us are not familiar with. Uh, and your obligation is on a scale of 1 to 10 to kind of think how free you are from these things. And it may surprise you some changes that need to be made in your own life. I know it did that for me. Uh, and I want to encourage each one of you listening to this to remember uh, what I'm teaching today. It's actually our Lord's teaching because in Matthew chapter 6, I mentioned in the last podcast that worry, worry is probably one of the biggest uh, corrosives to your happiness in life. The Lord reminded us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through the end of the chapter, really, that that kind of fretting, uh, anxiety-ridden spirit is one that will demonstrate a lack of faith and trust in God. And having that faith uh, does not mean that everything's always going to go your way, but that uh, you can be confident that God is working through every situation. So worry is something that can kill you if you're not careful in your happiness, and maybe even physically. And uh, so the second one I want to talk about today and spend the rest of the time on is found in the very next chapter, the Lord's Sermon on the Mount, chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew. In chapter 7, Jesus leaves the topic of worry, and the Lord goes into, into talking uh, about a topic that is uh, one that is also very subtle, and you don't realize you're doing it until perhaps the Holy Spirit points it out in your heart. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, the scripture says, Judge not that ye be not judged. Now that scripture is generally thrown in your face by somebody who is uh, not wanting to be having admonished or anything pointed out in their life because they want to continue to do that. Uh, but in reality, that's not exactly what this verse is talking about. Uh, because later on in the chapter, we are encouraged to be discerning and judging about things, uh, right, right doctrine and other issues in life. Well, then what is the Lord talking about here in chapter 7 when he says, judge not that ye be not judged? And in essence, what Jesus is teaching is that superior attitudes 
have no place with the Christian. If you're a believer today, this second happiness killer is really subtle because we are called to be discerning. We are called to be uh, decisive about right and wrong and make wise choices. But what that can lead to is, if you're not careful, is a hypercritical judgmental spirit where you have a superior attitude and you are condemning of others and always drawing conclusions and speculations about other people, making assumptions about them when you don't even know the current situation that person is in. Folks, this is damning to you spiritually, and it is killing your happiness. I want to encourage you today. It couldn't be more stated more clearly than what Jesus is teaching here. Our brains think thousands of thoughts a day. We engage in all kinds of conversations with other people. You may be there with your wife and having a discussion about what's going on in your life at work, at church, in your neighborhood. Your brains form all kinds of impressions and speculations and conclusions. And I wonder how many of those thoughts are... Uh, in keeping with Philippians 4 verse 8 that are true and righteous and pure and good uh, when it concerns our impressions of other people. What do you find your conversations gravitating to between your friends, between your wife, between other people? Is it a judgmental, hypercritical, superior attitude or spirit that is always condemning of others and pointing out their shortfalls their shortcomings, their failures, rather than taking the time to use that as an opportunity to evaluate your own heart before the Lord. Folks, this is the nature of what Jesus is teaching here. First Peter chapter 2, verse 23, we ought to rather commit ourselves to him who judges righteously and let the Lord take care of others as well. Now, that doesn't mean that we ought to condone wrongdoing or to condone somebody's sinful life. But folks, uh, if you're like me, and you probably are, you got enough in your own life to handle without trying to worry about judging somebody else. Let's use that as an opportunity, as that instruction from the Lord, to give us a whole new outlook on things. I assure you that when you deal with what you need to deal with in your baggage, in your life, and, and refrain from having a hypercritical spirit about other people, it will release that stranglehold from your happiness, and you'll really be able to enjoy uh, the Lord and His presence and His working in your life. Besides, it's a lot of weight to carry on your back to carry everybody else's issues as well. Sufficient for the day is your own baggage. Walk with God. Keep your eyes fixed on Him. Mind your conversation. Remember who you belong to and what your responsibility is before God. Walk with Christ and live like He's real.